0: It was clear that the kind of career landscape had become super scattered across all of these different platforms. And there wasn't really one place where students felt like they had a great support system to launch their career.
1: What is up, futurists? Michael Saccond here, founder and creator of Our Future, the business podcast for young people. Three times a week, you will get exclusive industry insights and career advice from the brightest minds in business, ranging from Fortune 500 CEOs, to young professionals who have landed their dream jobs in our weekly career series, all the way to visionary student founders like the ones you'll hear from today. I'm really excited to announce my next guests. Yes, it's plural. Andrew Tan and Akshaya Dinesh, the co-founders of Ladder, which you might know by its original name of Remote Students. You can think of ladder like LinkedIn, but just for us college kids, it's a beautiful and engaging online community where tens of thousands of young professionals come together to connect over their career goals, gaining access to incredible resources, content, and connections that will help you scale that next rung of the ladder. I am a proud user of the platform myself, so if you're a student, you can sign up at the link in the description of this podcast or visit ladder.com. 2 to where ladder.2 go to ladder.2 and i can't wait for you guys to learn more about the platform so covid-19 hits where was akshaya and where was andrew uh, from a professional point of view and an educational point of view,
0: I was um, I was still at Stanford and I was had just been kicked off of campus and sent back home, um, and it was both of our spring break for for Stanford. Like it was actually like right before finals week, going into spring break. So we had about a two to three week period where we had no classes, no exams, pretty much nothing to do. And I think that was when like I was just sitting around at home, like watching too much Netflix, um, and reached out to Andrew, who we had. We had met a couple of times previously, um, but it was really those couple of weeks when I reached out and was like, hey, let's start working on something. I'm assuming both of us have a bunch of free time.
1: Yeah. So so Andrew, when Akshaya hit you up uh, in the spring, what were some of the ideas you guys were bouncing around? What did you land on first? And then how did that pivot into to ladder?
2: Yeah. So we met at a entrepreneurship mixer event probably two weeks before we got kicked off campus. <clears throat> And then we met one more time to just chat about ideas because we had a, a great conversation at that dinner. So Akshay and I, we've only met twice in person actually oh, really? before we started all of this. But yeah, I mean, some of the initial things we connected on, we were actually at the time, both independently working on the same AI for code search ideas. So using AI to allow people to make natural language queries on code. And to find like snippets of code from there, we just started talking about some of the other ideas that we had around the future of work, the future of learning and our, our very initial project for what ultimately led to ladder was this mentor matching service where we would very, you know, very simply put out these two Google forms, one for students, one for people in industry, have them fill it out with their background, what they're looking for. Uh, what they're experienced in. And then we would actually manually pair people and match people one-on-one. Uh, took took a very it, it, took, it was a very long process. We ended up matching like 500 students and mentors, but still that meant there were like 4,500 students who were left unmatched. And so that's when we started jamming on ideas of how do we help these remaining thousands of students and all of the like remaining ideas kind of stemmed from that.
1: So which one of you was like, okay, this needs to be an online community, or is that something you guys kind of arrived at together, kind of a LinkedIn for students? When did the LinkedIn for students type tagline enter either of your minds?
0: Well, I guess after working on the mentorship matching service, the next step was not immediately working on community. In fact, the next step was our newsletter. Um, And we arrived at that because a lot of the students who had signed up for the mentorship service, they had told us that basically the reason why they were so um, so in need of a mentorship was because their internships had been canceled because of coronavirus, or their job offers were being rescinded and they were just like super confused and worried about the pandemic and what it was gonna do to their careers. Um, and so we thought that, I mean, we could scale the types of F the types of support that we were trying to do via mentorship with this idea of a newsletter. And so that was the next thing we did. We just took a bunch of jobs and internships, events and resources, basically whatever came to us through our like Stanford networks, um, and plopped it into this email format and and made a sub stack and started sending it out. And that just went like totally, absolutely viral, um, and like way more than the even the mentorship platform had gone. And with no referral,
1: and with no referral program, it was just Nothing. an amazing resource that people wanted. Right.
0: Exactly. It was totally organic. All we had done was literally, we made one LinkedIn post about it announcing that we were launching this newsletter. And I think that LinkedIn post got like hundreds of thousands of impressions. I guess we were just blown away by the response on that newsletter. I think we got like maybe 20 or 30,000 subscribers in just like the first few weeks, which was like crazy to us. Like we had never done any social media stuff. Like we were not influencers or like trying to go viral by any means. So it was just like super overwhelming. Um, And I think after a couple of weeks of, of running that newsletter, we were obviously very, very intrigued. We realized there was an even more important gap. And that was the one where this newsletter was giving people all of these opportunities, but there was so much more that we could do. And a lot of the people who are subscribed to the newsletter, there was this itch to want to get to know each other and meet each other. And it was clear from talking to people and we jumped on a bunch of phone calls with some of the subscribers of the newsletter. And it was clear from talking to those those early um, subscribers that they didn't really feel super welcome and comfortable on platforms like LinkedIn. And so instead they were spending a lot more time in places like Slack communities and Facebook groups um, and in newsletters. And it was clear that the kind of career landscape had become super scattered across all of these different platforms. And there wasn't really one place where students felt like they had a great support system to launch their career. And so that was exactly what we wanted to build. And that's kind of when the early ideas of starting a community platform began.
1: Right. And when I so I first joined Ladder in August and I remember when I joined, it was I was like, wow, this is so well designed. This is beautiful. There's so much functionality. So, you know, on your end, from launching that newsletter, right, at the start of the summer, how long did it take you to build this platform and be at a level where you were comfortable at a a level of design and functionality that you were comfortable with, you know, bringing all these community members online
0: with? Yeah, I think like one of the biggest things that entrepreneurs face is kind of like the fear of launching and we kind of had a little bit of that too. So before we actually started writing code and building like our own version of this platform, we were kind of worried and we weren't sure if this idea was going to stick. And so we wanted to run some kind of like user experiments before that. And so we launched actually a couple smaller versions of the communities um, on Slack and on Tribe and really just our, we wanted to figure out like what it feels like to be a community manager, what makes a community successful, how to increase engagement and, and all the things like that. We took kind of the things that we hated and the things we loved from the platforms we tried out and, and took all of those insights into our own product um, development process. And I think when we finally became like super confident in kind of the early ideas of what we wanted the platform to look like, it was just a matter of getting started. And so it only really took us like four weeks from going from our first line of code to having something shipped out to like the early beta testers. That's
1: that's crazy. Let's take a meta view of this platform, right? So there's communities that you can subscribe to, which have expanded, you know, finance, consulting, different career verticals. You can meet other students. There's a referral database. Walk me through kind of the moving parts of this amazing community you guys have built.
0: The pieces that we want to help people with are content and connections. Um, And so we want to deliver them the right content to help them in their career. So things like advice and resources or just finding the right opportunities, those are all things that we think is kind of lacking access right now. And that's part of our mission is to democratize access to the types of opportunities and support that students at the kind of elite universities already have access to or people with existing networks. We want to be able to democratize that to anybody who is interested. Um, So that's one huge aspect of it. And I think we've done a really good job of creating this culture where people are excited to ask questions and share that kind of helpful content. And the other par- or part of it is really having meaningful and authentic conversations with other people who are excited by the same career paths as you. So when we first launched the beta a couple of months ago, it was just the communities and content. There was no direct messaging functionality or anything. And so that was one aspect that like so many users were just like super hungry and desperate for talking one on one with each other that we felt obligated to create that. And it only took the team like five days to go to create the direct messaging feature and just like deploy it. So it's really been this like culture of like rapidly iterating and finding things that people are hungry for and building it as quickly as we can and, and delivering that value back to them. Yeah. But really in the long term, we want to be this long-term support system for anybody in any aspect of their career to feel comfortable and confident um getting to their next career goal and doing so through finding the right community.
1: And you guys are, you know. Putting on uh, AMAs, which I think is really cool, um, bringing people in to to speak to students. So, kind of like a lot of your uh, you know content is actually user driven, which is great, right? Like you don't have to be producing everything, but there's definitely an opportunity for Ladder to have a voice in these events and and other kinds of content. So, where do you guys come in as? A brand voice. I know these AMAs. How has your experience been with them? And what do you see beyond AMA
2: events? Content-wise, we want almost everything to be user-generated. But I think what is our job is to help drive the right culture uh, and the right types of discussions on the platform. Because I think the mistakes platforms like ours make early on oftentimes are around culture and anonymity and stuff like that. And so it's, I think, up to us to help drive that early culture. And then users will and moderators in the future will take on that culture on their own.
1: You're not the only uh, students who've launched a social network out of your dorm rooms. A lot of these social media platforms have been put on trial, you know, whether it's the CEOs sitting in front of Congress. So, you know, you, you, you touched on it a little bit there, but tell me, what do you want to Protect against where users generate the content?
0: I think that's something we think a lot about and we're very careful about. And that's what Andrew was alluding to in the previous question is that we take a very careful approach to anonymity. And I think anonymity, honestly, leads to a really huge proportion of the types of bad actors and toxic content and harmful, offensive stuff online. And so when we take away that kind of veil of an anonymous identity and everything you say on ladder is attached to your name, your real identity, like um, that kind of increases the standard a little bit for the types of quality of content. However, that's still not enough, absolutely not enough. And so right now we do a lot of moderation ourselves and we just always monitor the, th- the types of conversations happening on the platform and make sure that nobody's like spamming or promoting another company or trying to kind of like, um, be offensive or toxic in any way. We kind of do that all manually right now. And I think as we scale, um, I think more of that will be on the, on the burden of the community moderators and leaders, um, um, similar to how Reddit has their amazing moderation model, but um, right now it's very much still manual.
1: Some of the kind of the conversations against these these social media platforms, right, is the ways in which the user is the product. So as you guys look into the future, right, like how can you create a business that does not necessarily leverage a model wherein user you know, the user data is, it's free to use and user data is the, the value point for generating revenues.
2: Yeah, I think we're at a stage right now where we're not even really thinking too much about monetization, let alone monetization of the user. Uh, right now, all we really care about is providing the best user experience for early career professionals. At some point, we're gonna have to start thinking about making money and some of our early ideas around that are mostly around uh, companies as customers. So the ability for, and this I guess touches upon one of your early questions about what are our other ideas. One of the ideas we had is creating communities for companies where they can showcase their company's values and mission and product and opportunities and kind of serves as an asynchronous way to communicate more intimately between students and companies. Uh, Most of our ideas around the business side of things are around how do we provide tools for companies. But right now, in the foreseeable future, it's 100% all about creating the best product for young professionals.
1: You guys are at a great place right now, thousands of users. What are some goals you guys have for what is going on in you know the next 3 months 6 months you know you're laser focused on making this a great experience but are there some milestones that you guys are really trying to hit um, in in the near kind of near future
0: yeah sure um we don't have any i guess numerical milestones to share but really we're trying to find product market fit and i don't think we're even close to being there yet All we have right now is kind of some early interest um, and some people who are excited to be on the platform, but we haven't really figured out the perfect product experience that can be that long-term support system and that long-term kind of career community. And so I think for us, a lot of it is figuring out questions like how can we stay relevant after someone is done recruiting and how do we provide them the right connections and not just kind of untargeted conversations and um, things like how do we scale the culture and the. Quality of the communities on the platform and what kinds of communities are we open to like, like could some, could someone like our future want to host a community on ladder? So there's kind of a lot of questions that we have. And really the next few months is figuring out exactly what our product um, and where that product really lives in our users' lives and how we can bring them the most value and, and keep them on the platform for longer than just a few weeks.
1: It's awesome. So looking back, both you guys on where you are today and from when you started, What have you learned about
2: entrepreneurship and diving headfirst into an idea? Yeah, I guess my advice, uh, touching back to what Akshaya was saying about how we got started, uh, my advice would just be for any entrepreneurs who have an idea to just go out and do it. You know, if you want to, if you have an idea for a product, you have an idea for a podcast, uh, don't wait for anyone to give you permission or tell you to go do it. Just go out and do it yourself.
0: And I guess if there is anyone in the audience who's interested in starting their own professional communities, totally reach out to us. We'd love to help and support. So email us at hello at ladder.two and we'd be excited to help you get started. I think like this is the perfect time to not just be an active member in the communities that you're excited about, but also to start your own. And so we'd be super excited to help support that.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that was Akshaya, Dinesh and Andrew Tan the co-founders of Ladder, sharing their story as to how they built a community to meet a huge unmet need for young professionals. Again, if you're a student and you're not on Ladder, you're definitely missing out on some great combos and valuable resources. It certainly pairs beautiful with our future, so make sure to check out the link to sign up in the description of this episode. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember, a review on Apple Podcasts always means the world to me and helps the show grow. And as always, stay frosty.